Hello and welcome to Yaf Podcast, the yet another Final Fantasy podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 7, The Library of Ancients. Or Library of Ancients, without the the. Well, whatever. We are playing Final Fantasy V. I'm playing the Final Fantasy V Advance version of the game. And yeah, today we're going to discuss the Library of the Ancients. So last time we went to Karnak and did all kinds of fun stuff. There was a castle that blew up. There was a... Fire Crystal that blew up and gave us a few more classes. There was a um, a professor named Sid. So Sid is a professor in this game. And we get told about Mid. Uh, Mid being uh, Professor Sid's grandson. I wonder where his son or daughter or, or child is at. Like, what, what happened to them? Who did he have these children with? What is his history? I guess in this game, Sid will stay a mystery. So our goal now is to basically go through an area next to the Karnak Castle, um, where there was a wall before, and when the Karnak Castle blew up, it blew up the wall as well, and we get to go all the way down to the Library of the Ancients. So the first thing we, first thing that happens is that <laughs> I talk to an NPC, and the NPC told me, told me about the dorm chimera i think it was talked about this creature in the last game um but that creature is just like infinitely not infinitely but i ran across that creature like three or four times in random encounters and it, it sucked um so the dorm chimera shows up when you're go walking south of karnak so you, you have to like kind of walk south west and then you go southeast around the mountain range to get to the library of ancients um, but you have to cross a desert, and when you cross this desert, the Dorm Chimera shows up several times. And the Dorm chim- Chimera can do, like, you know, three, four hundred um, hit points worth of damage, which is uh, quite a bid for my uh, new new party here. Uh, so I went all the way down to the Library of Ancients, which is, like, the small little building. Um, just like in previous games, <laughs> uh, these little buildings kind of look like the Greek Pantheon, I guess, or like a, you know, it has, like, the greek columns and like the triangular roof i I don't know why but everything kind of defaults to this icon and it's surrounded by like a big forest and i always love that i love this idea of like ancient libraries and ancient whatever hidden in the woods and you can't find them unless you like you know walk a very specific way obviously in this game when we have a top-down view it's not really a secret where it's at uh so i went into the library the library looks really beautiful uh it looks more like a well, it has like a lot of wooden bookshelves filled with books, and there are a lot of like little ladders that you can walk up to to get to the books. Um, and when we get to the first floor, uh, we realize that the library is actually mostly underground. There are two top floors, I think, maybe three. Oh yeah, there are three floors. Um, in on the first floor, we have people, and they're kind of like ro- rolling around, ra- rolling around. They're running around. They're wondering, you know, that they're talking about mid, how mid is like deep in the library. Um, and I was just thinking about the fact that, like, because the library is a dungeon crawl, like you're going into the basement and then you have to go up top. I realized like how much I like this whole idea of having like a top floor camp. Reminds me of Diablo one where. Um, I, I just, I love Diablo games, but it reminds me of Diablo 1 where you have like a village where you can buy stuff, you can heal, you can do all these things, and then you go crawl in a dungeon and you can always come back up to get healed and everything. There wasn't, this wasn't entirely the case here. It's not like you can buy weapons or items or anything from anybody, but I always like the idea of like having a top first, second floor safe, and then you can go into the basement bit by bit, you know, as you feel comfortable, as you gain experience. 
So what did we find out from these scientists that are running around? Um, we find out that the crystal used to be way more powerful than it was. Um, so I think at one point somebody said that Sid's invention uh, that boosted the crystal's power basically was necessary because the crystal was crystal's power was waning, right? Like it, the boost was there because the crystal used to be much more powerful and then it, it wasn't. We also find out about J Jakal. Um, a city that is south of there where they excavated some really powerful items from the ruins. This is really confusing because at the end of this chapter, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I went to the Jackal Cave and there were, um, chests that were already opened. And I was thinking, have I, have I been there? You know, it's just like one of those things where one of those, uh, situations where that Gandalf meme, uh, comes in handy, where, you know, where, where he's like in the cave of Moria and he's like, I have no memory of this place. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to me there. Um, then we also find out about a monster named Biblos, which is just really funny. Just, this is like a really funny thing that there is a monster named B Biblos. Um, and it was sealed beneath the library uh, after it appeared near near the wind shrine. So that's like a, that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, when we make our way all the way on, onto the roof, which is the third floor, we find out that they're trying to burn books. Uh, what is this Fahrenheit four fifty one? Right? Um, what are these people doing? Bur uh, book burning. But it turns out the reason they have to burn books is because some of them the books have monsters in them and that's the case in the library as well and like once you start going into the basement a lot of monsters appear out of books which is really funny uh so there are three to tomes we find out that ifrit used to do used to burn these books for them uh because i guess ifrit knew which books had uh what do you call it? Which books had monsters and which didn't, but they didn't have that situation. So I, obviously I went through all three books, even though like I, I got it right and I opened the first two books and they had no monsters and the third one did. Uh, so then there was a little jar in on the second floor that restores HP and MP. And it's kind of funny that there's like this jar or vase of water or something and it restores everything. Um, it feels like a really nice feels like a, I don't want to say cop out, but it feels like a way of saying, hey, we don't want to set up a full shop here or a full camp. We just want to make it easy for you to restore your HP and MP without being flashy and without having to weave it into the story, right? Like scientists that there needed water and food as well. So like, it makes sense that you could rest there, but they didn't have to add beds or anything, right? So we find out mid went to the basement, hasn't returned, and it's time to go into the basement. So the basement has a fun little maze of bookshelves. The entire basement is a maze of bookshelves and not like a Final Fantasy 2 maze where you have like a lot of dead ends. It's more like a, hey, you need to figure out which book to try to like press A on to interact with to open up a hole in the bookshelf so you could walk through, you could crawl through or walk through a hole in the bookshelf. So there are a lot of doors, a lot of like sliding bookshelves. You walk between bookshelves, you end up walking on top of bookshelves. Uh, there's one part where you move a bookshelf and under it, there's a hole and it takes you to the next floor. There's another part where you walk up a little ladder to check out a bookshelf. And when you press A and interact with it, a little section of that bookshelf like disappears and you can walk through it. Uh, there are doors. There are little, um, there are little balconies. There's like a little balcony you can walk on. I don't think it leads you anywhere, but you could see like more of the, uh, more of the library. This was like my dream. I love libraries. I love libraries. I have book, I love bookstores. I love books and seeing this like horror, like, you know, when you have monsters everywhere, 
there are uh, monsters that pop out of books and uh, in in you know in the on the on the battlefield you literally have an open book and you have monsters going in and out of it as they're trying to fight you it's amazing and fun it is absolutely like there were absolutely a lot of encounters and i've been talking to people about final fantasy and people complain a lot about the encounter rate in final fantasy and I, I don't know if it's just me, uh, but it doesn't bother me really that much. I feel like whenever I've had to play Pokemon, the encounter rate in Pokemon games is way higher. So this felt like more of a natural pace. Um, you know, like I'm thinking back to like Pokemon, what is it? Heart Gold and Soul Silver. There are so many areas, so many really large caves where you take two steps and you'd be in a monster fight. You take two steps and you're in a monster fight, you know, and it, with Pokemon, you don't, you don't have a tent, right? Like you can't go outside and be like, "Hey, I'm just gonna heal everything." That's that doesn't happen. You just go through and you, you try to make it through. So in this case, th there were a lot of encounters, but it wasn't it wasn't so bad. Um, and I was thinking to myself, "Hey, like I really hope we get Ifrit. Like we already got Shiva from uh, Wall's Castle, I think, um, and it would be cool to get Ifrit because you know the fire demon." Um, and we find Ifrit in the maze. Uh, in fact, there's a room in there in, in the basement. You walk in it, you fight Ifrit, and I defeated Ifrit. And actually, I didn't entirely defeat, defeat Ifrit. And this was another thing where I guess it was a, like a little bit of polish. Like we already know that when you defeat summons, you don't like actually kill them. You know, you don't kill them. You don't actually like you defeat them as in like you win the battle, but you don't kill them. And in, in a lot of the games, it felt like, Hey, I'm, killing these monsters and then I'm able to summon them like this this Pokemon where <laughs> with a Pokedex of 15 um, but in this case if it just stopped and he's like you know what that's that's enough you can you can summon me and to me it kind of feels a little bit better it feels to me like a hey I'm Ifrit and I'm a demon and I could be the most powerful thing ever and destroy everything which that's kind of what it feels like but you know you've proven your worth and I'll let you summon me to a certain capacity to you know to help you out um, and that, that felt like a really good, like, balance of, hey, we can have these super powerful beings, we can expect great power from them, but they will only lend us a little bit of power, and when we defeat them, we're not actually defeating them, we're just, like, defeating their challenge, so to speak, right? Um, again, if I think back to Pokemon, it reminds me of, like, gym leaders, you know, uh, gym leaders that scale their Pokemon to a certain difficulty so that once you defeat them you're like well you know i mean you defeated me it's not a big deal like it's not like they're bad trainers it's just that they trained it to a certain level to help you you know to, to challenge you so there was a really funny door that didn't let or a really funny bookshelf that kept sliding left and right and wouldn't let us um pass into the next area once I came there with Ifrit, and this tells you that Ifrit has to be gotten in this game in order to progress, the bookshelf stopped, realized that it was Ifrit, and said, like, oh, like, hey, like, it apologized to Ifrit for, for stopping him. And it was just really funny that, you know, this monster was, this monster being whatever was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Ifrit. <laughs> it was at this point that I actually ended up changing Bartz's, um, role. So my Bartz was a berserker. Um, the problem that I ran into with Berserker was that, well, I couldn't really control his actions, but I'd also gotten a ninja suit uh, in, in one of the rooms. And I'm like, hey, why don't you, why don't you change Bartz into ninja? So Bartz became a ninja. Um, he's not as powerful, but he can throw stuff. So I'm waiting for, um, I bought a bunch of mithril daggers. So I'm hoping that's something that I can throw and make a good amount of damage. But I haven't yet seen any place with shurikens or have come across a shuriken. So I wonder... 
I wonder when that's gonna show up, or if that's just like not part of this game, or if it's like a more of like a late game thing. Maybe it is. Maybe I didn't realize that shurikens are more of a late game. Uh, eventually, as we're walking back, we see Mid at a bookshelf, um, and as we're trying to walk up to to him, there are two books that slide from the sides of the room and attack us, and um, and and we fight Biblos. It was a really uneventful fight, so much so that I didn't even realize there was Biblos. Like I was like, all right, well, this is just like some stronger creature, whatever, and I ended up using Ifrit because it made sense to me that if you get Ifrit and you're in a, I, I mean, you know, unleashing, like, raging fires inside of a bookshelf is not my idea of a fun time, but that's what helped destroy this monster. Um, the monster then ended up saying that, hey, the master's seal will open, so another, like, allusion to, like, the larger pro- plot of the crystals being destroyed and, you know, causing some monster to be unleashed. Uh, when we, once we talk to Mid, Mid's like, hey, I, I actually don't know anything about the monsters here. Um, why don't you just come with me? I know a shortcut. And so we just like walk through this like one area and show up at the top floor in the library. Um, and all the kids are, or all the kids, all the scientists are like, oh my god, it's Mid. What are you doing over here? Uh, then Mid shows us that, hey, that he found a book that has a method to repower the firepower chip without the crystal, which is really interesting. And I'm wondering what that, what that mechanism is. Um, and also I should mention that Mid is a very young kid. Like Mid is like a, a, a 10, 11 year, I don't know, an 11 year old little brat. I want to, I want to say brat specifically because he's, he, he's not like the nicest person, you know, you know, I like, I, I wouldn't want to share a ship with him. Um, like in real life, I just, maybe in real life I could sit down and talk to him and be like, Hey, like why, 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 you know, but in the game, no. Uh, so at this point, our, our little quest for the, in, in the library is over and it's time to go back to see Sid in Karnak. Uh, because Mid, Mid didn't believe that, like, Sid was so down that he basically gave up on, on working and, and, and gave up on his life in a way. So we make our way all the way back to Tar- Karnak. I made my way all the way back to Karnak and ran across three dorm chimeras and one of them wiped out almost my entire party and not because my party is not strong enough it's just because it was the third one in a row and i don't heal after every single fight either so when I'm, once i get back to karnak i ended up stocking up on items uh, obviously i wanted to buy some more stuff for my ninja obviously there wasn't really anything for the ninja uh, like anything special so to speak at the town um one was but yeah, we made we made our way back, uh, went to the pub, went to talk to Sid. Um, Sid is like, hey, leave. Like, I don't care. He was being really grumpy. And then Mid comes by, shows up. So like, just to give you a, mo- a little bit of a reference, there's a pub in Karnak, Karnak, the, the town. Um, and just to recap, the town is like surrounded by a moat of lava and like it's a fire city, right? Like a fire town. Um, there's a pub and when you go into the pub, there's a piano. I think I've discussed the side quest of the piano, uh, before where if you play it enough time, you like learn how to play. Um, just a heads up. I play all of my video games muted. So I have no idea what this sounds like. And you are welcome to send me hate mail via, I don't know, podcast reviews. You're welcome to do that. Um, anyway, um, on the second floor of the pub, there's a little room, and it's basically like Sid's room. And this is when Mid shows up in, at the stairs and starts hitting Sid across the face. Like, just, like, starts wailing at him. And then he starts telling him about, like, you can't give up. Like, you told me this. And, like, you can't do this. And then Sid's like, you're right. I need to change my, you know, and just Sid changes his mind. And we, we're like, hey, we need to find the Earth Crystal. 
And but Sid is like, hey, like we don't have a fire crystal to uh, to power the firepower chip, which is when Mid um, shows Sid like the the book that he found at the Library of the Ancients. The two of them read over the book so they can get the firepower power chip to work. Sid is like, oh my god, yeah, like this this is gonna work, and they go to the boat. Uh, they're taking care of the ship, so we get to take a rest, and then it's time to go to the ship. You might be wondering why I'm going into so much detail here, and it's because like. I, th- I would say the majority of this game at this point feels like it's a lot of cuts. Well, not cutscenes, but like these interactions. Um, the fighting. Th- this is actually like one. All right, level of an honest time. I have, I'm having a hard time getting through this game, and not because it's a difficult game, but because there's so much story content that I end up spending a ton of time trying to write this out. Like, imagine playing a game. And anytime there's a pivotal moment, you have to pay attention to everything sentence by sentence and write it down. And I have a bad memory, so it's not like I can just like pay attention and be like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, this was like sentence, like beat by beat, I needed to write down what was happening. And so there's like so much so much content that it, it slows me down a lot in, 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 in playing this game. But then I have to like write all this stuff down so that we understand that like, hey, Sid had a hard time, mid came by, slapped him, and the slapping is important. <laughs> you know, um, and I'll get to get into that. And it's important that they're reading this book. And anyway, so after I took a rest, I went back to the uh, part uh, to the ship and um, Sid and Mid are like, hey, we're working. Just go sleep. Uh, we go sleep. And then the part turns to Galef or Galef and says, hey, look, you're looking strange. Galef complains about his hand. And he's like, oh, I can almost remember. And then the ship like starts doing like that glitchy scramble. Um, if you're, again, if you're familiar with Pokemon, when your Pokemon is poisoned and you take a step and everything kind of just like sh- the pixels shuffle around before they settle in the right place, that's kind of what was happening. And we have this flashback to Mid coming into that pub and telling Sid not to give up, right? Flashback of just what happened. And then it turns dark and we have a flashback to a big castle where Galef is standing and a child named Krill, Krilly, Krille, Krilly, Krill, Krilly. I'm going to say, call her Krilly. Yells out, Grandpa! And then we're back to mid hitting Sid in that room. And then we flash back to Krilly hitting Galif. And that this is when I was like, hey, do kids hit parents that much? Like that it's, <laughs> or grandparents? I don't remember hitting my grandparents. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we get back to present. Galif tells us, hey, I'm not from this world. I warped here through a meteorite from another world. And he warped here because of some evil that they sealed 30 years ago was going to reawaken and he came to stop it. And so then we find out that the the big villain of the story is the Dark Warlor- Warlock X-Death. So again, this is a little bit different than from some of the other games where we see the ultimate evil right up front. I mean, I am expecting a twist like, the, okay, conspiracy theory time, right? Like Final Fantasy V conspiracy theory time. I think that for the first time the ma- main villain we're presented with is going to stay the main villain to to the end. Now let's recap all the Final Fantasy games, right? Final Fantasy 1, um, we thought that the the big evil, I don't even even remember what the big evil was supposed to be. Oh yeah, the 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 fiends, right? We find out that they were not the big evil. We find out that it was like this like one knight that got transported into the past and from the past send the fiends forward and that's our ultimate villain. Right? In Final Fantasy 2, it's a little bit different. We are we knew that the emperor was the the big evil. 
but he became an even bigger evil when he became the king of hell. So, like, the emperor in Final Fantasy 2, it's like, oh, this is the biggest villain. No, no, no. It's, like, the next version of the emperor in a way. So, it's similar, but no. In Final Fantasy 3, we def- well, we don't find out who the villain is until, like, halfway through the game. Uh, <laughs> like, what? We find out so late about who the villain is. But once we defeat the villain, he's not even the big villain. The big villain is, like... Chaos itself. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy 1 was Chaos. That's who the big villain was. That's right. So it was Chaos, King, King of uh, Hell. Then we have in Final Fantasy 3 um, something else. Like, it's uh, hate or something. In Final Fantasy 4, we're like, oh, yeah, Golbaz is the big – or the um, the King of Baron. And then we're like, no, no, it's Golbaz. And they're like, no, 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 Golbaz is not even the big evil. It's actually this other, like, creature. It's like, no, 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 it's not even this, like, other creature. It's like the pure hatred is – is our our villain right? So in this in this game, I'm guessing X Death, the Dark Warlock, Warlock, is like the embodiment embodiment of some villain, and then there's going to be like a more abstract villain after that. That is my guess, and I'm sticking to it, and I bet I'm wrong. And it's actually really fun when I edit these episodes because I hear my conspiracy theories, and I'm like, oh my god, he was so off, or like, oh my god, he was so right. We find ourselves flashing back to a cave, and we see Galef. The werewolf, we see, I believe we see the knight that we saw back in Wall's Tower. Was it Wall's Tower or somewhere else? Wherever, um, somebody like recognized Galef as well, like in, in a different area and the knight was dying. Um, may not have been Wall's Tower. It might have been a, some other place. Um, and then like one other person. So it's like a party of four. And I'm like, oh my God, they were another party. They were a party of four that used the crystals to seal X death. <laughs> And it's really funny because Galef is basically like a survivor of a different party, of a different, you know. And I'm thinking, again, like, is this like a – I know these games are not sequels, but this reminds me of yet another one of those situations where, let's say, you know, this is like a weird continuation of Final Fantasy One, where we seal like chaos or something like that and and – one party member survive. I don't know. It's weird. So that's at that point, the party starts asking Galef a bunch of questions. His head starts hurting, and he just can't remember anything. When we walk back out of the ship, um, we see Sid and Mid sleep. Wake them up, and yeah, the boat can sail with no wind, and everything's fine. Sid and Mid do leave the sh- ship basically right away and say, "Hey, we're gonna go to the Library of Ancients, and we're gonna leave this ship to you. You need to go find the Earth Crystal and basically save the world." And as you can imagine, I'm sure that the, the the Earth crystal will actually shatter at the end. But we have a ship now that can work um, without wind. And we can finally – we can explore the entire world at this point, I believe. I was looking at the world map. I finally got it working. I got a brand-new controller. For some reason, my PS3 controller was not mapping correctly. I had so many issues with this PS3 controller, like, connecting to my 8-bit do um, dongle. Like – Again, another reason why I didn't play as much. So I got a Xbox Series X or whatever, that brand new controller. And by the way, it, the, the, the D-pad is so weird. It's clicky. It's clicky. What, what, it's like it's got MX, you know, blue switches in there. They're clicky. It's really, it's very weird. I don't know. I was not, I'm not expecting the D, the D-pad out of all places to, to be clicky. Though it's kind of nice, right? Because like you actually know when you press it. Um, with the PS3, you like press it down and you're like, am I actually pressing it down? Because it doesn't entirely feel like it. It doesn't have that feedback. Anyway, um, so it's a little bit easier to play now and the right shoulder button works and I can open the map. So I open the map and when I look at it, again, like you can see the, I want to say landlocked sea 
where we started in the game, right? Like in, I don't even remember the town names, but, you know, with the pirate ship, with uh, Wall's Kingdom, with uh, Kingdom of Tycoon and all that. It basically looks like a circle surrounded by mountains. So if uh, and that you can't get out of, right? Like we had to warp over. We couldn't bring our wyvern. We couldn't bring, you know, the wyvern had to stay in that area. So now we have access to everything outside of that circle. That circle is, again, like an interesting mechanic that Final Fantasy games seem to follow a lot, where you start out in this, like this limited area and can't, you can't really get out of there un- unless you follow through the story. So it's not like you can get lost. Um, and I think this very much like started, this very much started in Final Fantasy three. I think that's like the first, that's like the only, that's the first game that started this idea of like, Hey, you have a smaller continent area. So it's not as overwhelming. You accomplish a bunch of story and then you get to get out and explore the rest of the story. Um, but that's about it. That's about it for the, this episode and for this, for the game so far. Um, again, like I'm looking at the walkthrough and I can see that there is, this is world one. And there are three worlds. We're going to be on this on this uh, journey together for quite a while. Um, I, I was really I don't want to say dreading, but I was really afraid of hitting the, this part of the um, franchise where the games start to get extremely long, right? Like Final Fantasy One was so short and so fun. This is a, Final Fantasy One is a game that you can just play. I mean, you can play it in a day, like the new one, right? You can play it in a day, maybe two. This is a game that has 18, not 18, 20 something chapters. I don't remember exactly how many, but like it's, it's extremely long, way longer than Final Fantasy IV. Um, and again, we're already almost done with the first set of crystals. So it should like, it should not come as a surprise that there are going to be like 20 different sets of four crystals at this point. Like it's, it's a little bit hilarious. Um, it feels like a, it feels like a strange, like, MacGuffin, right? Like, MacGuffin, I think, I believe that's the name for the trope where there's just an N item that drives the entire plot forward. And these crystals kind of feel like it. You know, oh, you need to unseal a monster. Okay, throw some crystals in there. Uh, you know, oh, you need to seal the monster back up. Oh, you need to find more crystals. Oh, you need to find, uh, you know, you need to fight death and you need more energy for your party. All right. Find the crystals and absorb their power. You know, like it's, you, you just keep adding more and more sets of crystals. So I wonder if each one of those worlds will have a set of crystals we have to, like, if that's going to be the, uh, the plot driving device in the entire game. Um, in a way, it kind of feels like they could have separated, separated some of the stuff out into multiple games. And I wonder if that would have worked. No, probably not. Well, well, we'll see, right? Like, I'm not far enough. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, do I have any more predictions? I don't really have any more predictions. It is really nice to have Galif as, or Galif as somebody who's, um, who was a member of the previous party, uh, join us and basically, you know, help us finish that quest. That's, uh, that's really awesome. If you want to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash yeah podcast i have been pretty active on there leave a review and rating i would really appreciate that i want this podcast to grow i'm too lazy to market it myself so if you can leave a review or rating i'm sure that will actually help naturally organically this uh, podcast grow i yeah and until next time